Introduction The failure of the first king and the success of our great king. The entire purpose of this work is to explore the nature of what a king is and what a king is not. To know such, we must look to an instance of failure and an instance of success. Adam, our first father, and Christ, our great king. The role of the king is to protect his people from external threats and guide his people when the people are without direction. In order to understand Adam's failure, we must first break down the story of our fall. An intruder enters the Garden of Eden, Adam's kingdom. The intruder sows discord among Adam's people, Eve. Said discord leads to the death of Adam's bride and himself. Adam failed to defend his people and punish the one who harms them. Adam failed to guide and lead his bride. Instead, he threw her under the bus and made God his enemy by blaming him for his own failure. He failed to make war on the one who sought to kill his people and became the thing that killed his people by blaming God and refusing to care for his bride. This is the failure of the first king. But Christ, our great high king, who saves us and rescues us, Christ came into enemy territory to save those who hated him. He fashioned a bride from a dead body. He rescued her and wooed her, despite her. He took hearts of stone, and just as he did in the beginning from the earth, he made living flesh. He cast out the enemy from among his people. He continues to guide her and love her. He protects and provides wisdom. He leads the charge into battle and puts his enemy beneath the feet of his bride. So we use these two examples to understand the stakes of failure and success. The first king brought death and destruction. Our last king has brought about life and righteousness. So think carefully on who you desire to emulate. Prologue Draw the bow I've got two examples from fiction for you, one negative and one positive. Odysseus will stand as our negative example of kingship, and Aragorn from The Lord of the Rings will be our positive example. In the Odyssey, the character of Odysseus is a humble king of a small kingdom who is swept away by the winds of war and kept away from his family by the wills of the gods and fate. During his time away from his family, he is presumed dead. A great many men seek to lay claim to his throne, and through this time, his wife stays true to him during this time away. Years pass by, and his son grows to be a man. His wife is finally resolved to remarry, and so a test is established to find a man suitable to take his throne. This one simple test is laid out for any man who can claim it. Restring Odysseus's bow and fire an arrow through the handles of a series of axe heads. Numerous men attempt the trial, but all fail. Odysseus steps up, disguised as an old man, restrings the bow, draws it, and fires through the axes. Odysseus was the only man suitable for the task of ruling his kingdom, though many attempted to pass this test. It is an important detail that the primary reason for why Odysseus is not present for his family are his pride and negligence of his family in that pursuit. 
On his return home, Odysseus angers the gods, and so they cast him far away. He is now intended to find his way back home, but the issue lies in the fact that he does not prioritize his return and makes numerous stops along the way, which were entirely unneeded for his actual return. Though he passes trials to get home, he also lavishes in the pleasures of Calypso's island for an extended period of time. The men at his home are only given a foothold in his kingdom because he neglects the position which is rightly given to him. He started his journey with a noble goal in mind. Defend his kingdom from threats abroad. Yet he becomes distracted by the journey instead of remaining focused on his destination. You, as a husband, father, pastor, co-worker, employer, friend, or any position that you may find yourself in, no other person can do the job you need to do. You cannot put the responsibility that is placed in front of you on anyone else. You must be the one to not only recognize this duty, but you must rise to the occasion. Step out from the shadows. Aragorn is our positive example. Whether you are fond of the movies or the books, you will find that in either case there is a journey. Whether you are fond of the books or the movies, you will find that in either case there is a journey to him actually becoming the king. In the books, he is already emotionally at the point of being willing to take this rightful throne. In the movies, he is apprehensive to take this responsibility out of fear for living in the steps of his ancestor who gave in to the powers of evil. Now, there is one scene that I want to break down a bit. It's the day before the massive battle, and the numbers for our protagonist are not nearly large enough to defeat the army. The only way to have enough soldiers is to enlist the help of an army of ghosts who were once soldiers sworn to serve the king. At the time they were needed, they abandoned their post and were doomed to neither live nor die until they fulfilled their oath to the king. But in order to claim authority over them, Aragorn would need to embrace his rightful position of kingship. He would have to set aside all insecurity and step up and wield the sword of his ancestor who failed. This is the journey every man must make. He must go and confront his failures. He must claim the authority that is rightfully his. But not in order to fail himself, but in order to serve his people. He goes into the mountains armed with the sword of the king and demands them follow him into battle. Draw the bow, pick up the sword, give credit where credit is due, and know that it is only God who enables you to do such. He is the one who will enable you to do every good work which is presented in your life, and know that you are put in this position to defend and serve your people. He is the one who will see you through, but you must be willing to move on and move forward to become this new creation.